Okay, so uh, welcome to the Monster Maverick Show. It is uh, June 9th, 2020. <laughs> and hey, that is not my fault. So, <laughs> uh, the past week or so, uh, the MSP Waves uh, servers have crapped the bed apparently, and Ron's been working tirelessly to, to fix them. So the 30 seconds of dead air you heard was the, that's the ad slot uh, time that, um, you know, even if I wanted to, I couldn't say anything during it because my feed is not routed in until it hits 30 seconds after the hour. Um, so yeah, so still some kinks to be worked out and, you know, maybe that'll be worked out for, uh, uh, for Scaredy Cat show coming up next in an hour. Maybe not. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. <laughs> so Ag still is number one for worst DJ. No, no questions about it. I did almost forget to load up my theme music. And what's MSP Waves? You're listening to MSP Waves right now. That's that's the uh, what is it, Ron? Uh, distributed broadcast something. It's not a radio network because it's not over radio, but it's a internet interactive internet stream. Or I don't know. They have some term for it, but uh, basically, you're listening to MSP Waves right now. Whether you're listening live. Uh, on the website, uh, through the through the uh, one of the streams, or through Discord, or if you're watching this later, as a playback or a replay uh, on the recording, this is MSP Waves, and you can go to mspwaves.com, and uh, has voiced Skull Technology Social Interactive Broadcast Network. I can never remember that. You need to catch your thing, the Social Interactive Broadcast Network. Uh, but yeah, voice to skull is the best. <laughs> and actually, uh, with DCD's new update, you can get voice to skull in your uh, technology. So, uh, so yeah, the show is all about uh, Splinterlands. I'm going to be branching out a little bit today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Splinterlands, but also going to be talking about DCity and um, how you might want to incorporate the two of them uh, together, depending on uh, what it is you're trying to accomplish exactly. So we got a few people in already in uh, the room. We got Foggy Bottom, we got the Fox, we got the Baby, Lax, Miss, Ron, and Jazek was in here a minute ago. I guess he dropped out, uh, but that's okay. People come, people go. So um, it's been a week since the last episode, and last episode we talked all about the Hive migration because Splinterlands had just completed its migration to Hive. Um, I'm still having a couple of technical issues with it, uh, <laughs> where um, I had some player accounts that I created on Steam, and then they created mirror accounts on Hive, but I don't have the keys to those accounts, so I can't actually play with them on Hive now, so that's kind of an issue. Still waiting to hear back from Yabba or whoever uh, on tech support. So... Um, yeah, but other than that, uh, it's gone pretty flawlessly, uh, which I am uh, pleasantly surprised at. I mean, yeah, I mean, Hive is a Steam clone, or a fork, or whatever you want to call it, so uh, it does make sense that the, um, uh, the technical challenges wouldn't be too great. Hey, Crypto, hey, Krim. Uh, Krim likes to show up to shows and then just not listen, but that's okay. Uh, we got VC Dragon. Um, welcome, welcome. So, uh, yeah, so Hive, or uh, Splinterlands has been on Hive for a week and change now, and uh, things are working. Uh, personally, I haven't had any problems 
with um, broadcast uh, transactions where I submit a team or I do a search and it says, you know, transaction failed, you know, ignore. Uh, I haven't had any, any of those kind of problems since the migration to Hive has occurred. So that's all good. She may be watching. <laughs> um, so I think all that is to the good. Um, <laughs> someone can get called out. I'm not afraid. I ain't scared. We'll call people out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, um, uh, so the game is working, uh, which is a nice change. And uh, surprisingly, a lot of the bots have kind of taken a, um, have taken a breather. I don't know if they're coming back or not. I assume that they are, uh, but I have noticed. I mean, if you're watching on the web stream, you can see my, uh, my screen here. And the, uh, if we go to the, the leaderboard, uh, and I'll post this in the, in the chat. Ooh, I'm 151. Nice. All right, so let's take a look here at the current leaderboard. So uh, you notice that there aren't any TH12s. There's no BJI. There's no uh, a bunch of people. So uh, like I said, I have to assume <laughs> that they're coming back. But uh, for now, it's been, you know, it's been nice, actually. Um, so, you know, we'll see how the botnets uh, respond. Crypto is not human. So, uh, yeah. Um, we'll have to see. I, I did hear some scuttlebutt on the on the bot networks that um, you know. So if you're an individual player and you run out of resource credits, uh, Splinterlands will delegate you some just for being a player. But if you're running a bot network, they won't. They say, yeah, you're on your own, which I think makes you know is fine. And uh, you know if you're running a huge bot network, that requires buying in a lot of Hive and powering that up and delegating and doing all that again. So, um, so they might not be willing to do that. And, uh, one thing I took a quick look right before, I really got to turn the notification off, right before the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The show started. I took a quick, uh, took a quick look at the top 10 values on, you know, if you go into the SM Voters Hut, uh, channel, you can do the bot commands and, um, you know, I don't keep a history of this, but it looks like J69 is, uh, is selling off some some of his cards. I think is between the TH12 Moon and the J6969 accounts, I think the total there was higher uh, in the past than that is now. So um, he may be selling off uh, some of his collection. And, um, you know, if that's the case, then we might see lesser bot activity in the future. Now, um, you know, the bot activity has, has two uh, impacts. So one is on just regular season play, and the other is in the tournaments. And the tournaments, um, you know, so we got anytime tournaments, and Ag said he was going to, you know, after they did the migration, there weren't any anytime tournaments listed. Uh, so he, Ag said he was going to list some, and it looks like he has listed a few. Uh, so those are back in, back in the running here. Um, so if you are into that kind of thing, um, these are still single round tournaments. So they have said, uh, I think it was, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, you only need two to three dollars of hive in your account. Yeah, it's true, but it's it is kind of a pain to set all that up. Um, welcome people that are coming in. Um, so yeah, so the so the eight-time tournaments are still single round. Uh, I forget who it was who said that uh, one of the team members said that uh, you know the multi-round is still in it's on the list, but it's been pushed back by a thing or two. And probably the most important of those things is this. So this was posted in the Discord a couple days ago, and this is a mock-up of what the uh, battle screen is going to look like in the near future. Now the big change is over on the right-hand side there, uh, you have the rating, you know, uh, 185 points to Diamond 1, and then Collection Score, uh, 2111 D Dark Energy Crystals value to Diamond 1. So that is the tiering, um, the tiering, uh, gatekeeping of, of the leagues that they're working on. So that, that, I mean, and that number is just a number. I mean, don't pay any attention to the value of the, of the Dark Energy Crystals there. But what they're doing is they're, they're setting, um, minimum collection values to enter you know, the different leagues so you know it you know one of the problems that have been happening is that we've been having these level one accounts with all just phantom cards or all level one cards or whatever you know getting up into the higher leagues and people are saying well this is nonsense and it's annoying and it's just uh it's it's a disincentive to play and to build up your collection if you know a bot can just do this at level one so uh and whenever this is finished and whatever numbers they come up with you're going to have to have a collection that is worth a certain amount of dark energy crystals based on their burn value in order to be able to play in that next uh league level and again we don't know what those numbers are yet and i'm sure there will be some tweaking involved there but you know anytime so you know i think that'll be like a That'll be like an 80% good solution. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it'll it'll weed out a lot of those level one accounts. Um, <laughs> hopefully we don't see a lot of new players leave when the rewards drop from diamond to bronze. That's a possibility. Uh, you know, so it's an incentive to buy cards. It's not an incentive to... <laughs> Crim's defending herself now. <laughs> so it's uh, it's an incentive to buy cards. It's not an incentive to necessarily build your deck, right? Uh, because you could just go to the marketplace, buy the cheapest card you, ha you can find, you know, on a, on a Dark Energy Crystal adjusted value, and then uh, just stock up on those. Uh, <laughs> Faction Zero is asking, how do the worldwide riots affected dark energy crystals and is the overabundance of dark energy crystals causing the riots possibly you know it's it's mind games you know um so like you know i always pick on on the rusty android and uh it's just a very unloved card and it goes for super cheap if we go to the market and we look at uh the android so it's going for 1.4 cents, and you can buy a lot of them. Um, there's 5,388 cards available on the market right now, and that's that's not even BCX. That's that's just cards. So BCX is actually much higher. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, so, you know, what's to stop an account from just buying a bunch of those to get to that Dark Energy Crystal threshold and playing, continuing with the level one cards? So it's not, so by, by implementing this solution, like I said, it's like an 80% good solution. Uh, it, that last 20% of the people who want to exploit the system, they still will be able to. Um, may, it might be slightly more expensive uh, by buying these cheap cards, um, but uh, it's certainly not prohibitive, I don't think. So that, that is interesting. And, you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk in the chat over the last day or two about um, gatekeeping the, uh, the tournaments, uh, which, you know, I don't necessarily agree with because you know if you're if you have a diamond level account but you're playing in a silver tournament it is a completely different game um you know your cards are all different you might have a wider variety than somebody who just has a silver deck um yeah fewer goals i'm saying it might be my point is that you can buy on a on a dark energy crystal adjusted basis whatever's cheapest um so anyway point is that if you have the if you have the cards i think you should be able to enter uh, a tournament so and you know let the uh let the ships fall where they may basically <coughs> so yeah gold cards that should have good roi or scarcity yeah i mean a lot of golds are very uh cheaply priced on a you know compared to their regular counterparts uh, on a dark energy crystal adjusted basis that is surprisingly hard to say uh <laughs> but uh yeah, so, like I said, if, if the people are out there who want to exploit the system, you know, there's that. So, uh, on the other hand, if you are selling those cards, you know, it might be a good time. Because uh, might be able to get some good prices for those formerly unloved cards. Um, you know, the promos, the alphas. Uh, you know, there's a lot of promos that don't see very much play at all. Uh, especially the seed promos. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, what's a good one? Uh, let's look at the dragons. Yeah, like the, uh, the Fiendish Harpy, uh, is probably a good one. Uh, Red Dragon does get a lot of love, so. Let's see, Crypto saying he got a gold foil Malaric and Tyrus to level 4, cheaper than normal yesterday. He's... <laughs> He's not complaining. Yeah, I mean, whenever I'm buying cards, I always want to look at um, the uh, the gold ones because you know you get the dark you get the dark energy crystal bonus for using them. So a lot of times it makes sense to level those up that, uh, rather than buying the normals, and uh, people just don't really pay attention to them because you know people it feels like it's more expensive and and all and sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. Just you know you got to check. Um, Speaking of the market value, I did a look there. Uh, market cap, here we go. Pretty level with uh, a week ago. Uh, still pretty much at all-time highs, which is nice. <laughs> Krim says she's a fiendish harpy. Uh, no comment. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm totally distracted now. All right. Uh, oh, I did check out uh, Rafalski's site, you know, steamweb.pl. It is working now. Uh, so apparently it was working before. It was just the dip in activity from, uh, from the Hive migration last week that made it look like it was kind of broken. 
So uh, battles per day is looking good. Uh, we got pretty much all-time highs, which I like to see. And that's uh, that's interesting considering the bots aren't playing, or at least the, the biggest bot network uh, isn't playing. So uh, you know what does that say really about um, about who's playing? I think that's that's a positive uh, a positive uh, positive indication. And then uh, active users again hitting a high. I think forty eight sixty two. Uh, let's let's scroll back on this. Uh, on this date, so let's see, 2019-01-01 to today. Our active users, yeah, so that's actually way up. If we look at the long history. <laughs> uh, so that's that's looking good. And, you know, uh, Agrod has said, he's been bragging in the, in the Discord that He's been running a Facebook campaign that has gotten, last I saw it, was uh, 600 new users, which is fantastic. Of course, those will be, you know, free users to start, or at least the vast majority. And then, you know, some proportion of those will become um, paid users. In fact, I was looking on Reddit um, the other day, and let me see if I can actually find the thread. I'm going to do that on a different window here. Let's see. So we got... Uh, Somebody was asking who uses steammonsters.com still. You shouldn't use steammonsters.com. You should use uh, splinterlands.com. And I got multiple Reddit accounts. So I'm going to make sure I log into the right one. Dun, dun, dun. Come on. So, uh, so, yeah, so like I said, some, some proportion of those. 600 or whatever um, will be will convert to paid and let's see it was official steam monsters I think it was um, and apparently that post has been deleted super okay uh, but here is Here's some people saying, like, I discovered Splinterlands a week ago, and here's what I think. Now, whether it's positive or negative, I have not read this before. Um, whether it's positive or negative doesn't matter. It's the fact that I discovered Splinterlands a week ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> user growth is, is what it's all about. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. I used to play Magic the Gathering, blah, blah, blah. Let's before committing a small amount of my hard-earned cash to the game, I had a hunt around for other blockchain games. None of them had the simplicity and posh polish of Splinterlands in my mind. And a bit of investigation also showed that a shaky global financial situation and some corporate rearranging amongst some of the people behind the game might also mean that the cards are now at an all-time low. I do like, however, that the game is firmly fixed in the Steam blockchain. Well, uh, it needs to reevaluate that, uh, which can work through a witnessing system and that all cards our cards and matches are processed by the blockchain. This, to me, seems solid. I might come back in a few days with some more thoughts. I hope you didn't mind the read. Oh, and Holozor uh, responded. Okay. So, yeah. Um, that's cool. It's cool that, you know, uh, people are talking about stuff. So, <laughs> that is kind of the key to the whole thing. And, you know, that's, the, you know, user growth is going to drive the ecosystem growth. 
uh, just like anything else. So uh, I'm happy to see that, um, that people are talking about it. The, the post I had responded to, which apparently since been deleted, was saying that, you know, it's like, hey, I, I started the game, but I'm not winning any Dark Energy Crystals, so... Uh, <laughs> So what's going on? They're saying somebody responded saying you have to buy the, the starter kit uh, in order to qualify. If you're playing for free, you don't get rewards. That's the deal. Uh, patient Zero wants some free tax advice. I do not give free tax advice, so there's that. Uh, that's my advice. Pay for tax advice because it's worth probably several times what you pay for it. But something times zero, still zero. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, there, we got some press uh, from DAP Radar. Um, the graphics on this article just looked weird to me. It looks like somebody highlighted it, like moused over and highlighted and then copied it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, this is kind of funny. So learn about the, learn more about the number one game on DAP Radar. And, uh, they have a little blurb. It's, uh, very, very little, um, move to Panama. That's decent tax advice. Uh... Puerto Rico, if you want to stay in the U.S. but not pay U.S. taxes, Puerto Rico is your, your jam. Um, anyway, uh, so if you look at the rankings, Spitherlands is still number one. I did notice something really interesting, though. So here is the top, however many I got in that crap capture, the top ten. And the number one is Splinterlands, which is great, uh, 5.2 thousand users. Which, uh, again, in terms of games, not that much, but in terms of crypto, is obviously number one. Because you can look at m multiple um, multiple ranking sites, and uh, it's, it's either number one, two, or three on, on all of them. So, that's cool. Uh, Prospectors is up there, 2000 Crypto Dynasty, uh, which I had not heard of before, um, but I don't really follow EOS games. But then I saw number five is Steemit, with 1.7 thousand uh, users. Number six is Hiveblog with 1.6 thousand users. And then number eight is PeakD with 1.4 thousand. Now, I know there's a lot of overlap between the Hiveblog and the PeakD, um, but there's also a lot of uniques uh, among those. So between the two, those are probably well above uh, Steemit's um, user base. So I found that, you know, kind of interesting. I mean, doesn't really uh, mean much for Splinterlands, but um, but you know if you are involved in the whole thing, you know with, between Hive and and Steam, then uh, you know you might find that interesting. Anyway, um, so yeah. So the other thing I wanted to check on, which you know I will do a lot of this live, is number of packs left. Not that many till the next airdrop. So. We've had two legendary summoners as the most recent two airdrops, and um, you know we've got seventeen thousand to go. So let's see if we can uh, let's see how many booster packs we've been selling lately. Can I zoom in on this? Yeah, probably not. Let's say just over the past week, how many have been sold uh, since the beginning of June. Let's see, we got, oh, wrong year, 2020. All right, 
tournaments, packs, and orbs. Okay, so let's look at booster packs. So over the last eight days, uh, zero starter packs. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if that's being recorded correctly or not. Uh, buying orbs in the shop does not qualify you for the airdrops. No. Uh, you'll, you have to buy uh, you have to buy untamed packs in order to qualify for the untamed airdrops. Hey, beat your first quest! Congratulations. That is super fun. Uh, so, been selling seven hundred and thirty-eight packs a day. That's that's pretty good. So, what do we have? We got eighty-three thousand five hundred thirty-six. So that means. 100,000 minus 83, 536, so that's 16,464, and if we divide that by 738 a day, that's 22 more days. Um, you know, if, uh, if pack sales remain constant, 22 more days until we hit the next airdrop, which is, which is actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So last week it was like 37, and now we're down to 22, and usually the last... Um, the last, you know, few, uh, like 2,000 or so, go, like, instantly. So I would not be surprised to see not 22 days, but something more like 16, um, just because of that, that FOMO to get into uh, the airdrop for the next card. Now, we don't know what the next card is going to be. They haven't even said if it's going to be a summoner, because um, there, there is room for other cards uh, still to be part of the airdrop. And uh, Revised Sociology says uh, the orbs on the engines are quite good value. He bought a few recently. I think the orbs are a super value. Uh, I agree. Uh, the, the orbs cards are fantastic uh, in general. Um, but they don't really get the, the attention or the love that I think they deserve. Uh, and yeah, right now they are pretty cheap. If we look at Steam Engine, uh, they're going for $1.26. And at Hive Engine, they're going for... $1.53. Ah, so there's some arbitrage there, potentially. Let's take a little closer look at that. So, uh, let me see if I can actually open my spreadsheet. My Splinterland spreadsheet takes like a full minute to open. Um, yeah, armorers are great. Uh, so let's see. We got... Yeah, so... I built a little calculator in my in my Splinterland spreadsheet so that uh, I could actually figure out the arbitrage opportunities. And there's not a huge well, I've got some weird numbers here. So on Hive Engine, the cell orders are at five apiece, which is kind of strange. Uh, looks like somebody's just trying to make a market there. Um, but let's see. Alright, so today is 6920. Yeah, I am the man with the spreadsheet. Let me see if I can actually add it to. Oh, it's on my other screen. So here, let's do. I gotta make it visible. How do I make it visible? Excel. Let's move that up. There we go. Okay, so now if you're watching the screen, you can, should be able to see. My, uh, my spreadsheet. So what I do is I price everything in, in Satoshis. So if I go over to, uh, let's see, Hive BTC is 
almost the same as it was a week ago. 2565. And Steam BTC is catching up. 234, 2330. And. <laughs> okay, so on, on Steam Engine, the bid is. 5.57 by 7.97 and on Hive Engine we've got 5.2 versus 6.0 well let's just call it 6.1 alright so the um, <laughs> so if we if I get rid of these other rows, let's just hide that. So, in in Satoshi terms, there is uh, some arb to be had. You know, um, you could buy on Hive Engine and sell in the middle of the spread on Steam Engine, and you know maybe there's buyers, maybe there's not, but um, uh, basically. <laughs> Basically, it looks like uh, Hive Engine is is having better prices at the moment. Um, so it's not enough ARB to really you know liquidate, but it is enough to to if you're looking to buy, um, looking you know you'd want to prefer the Hive Engine market over the the Steam Engine market, even if you're looking to sell. Um, so yeah, that's that's super interesting that Hive Engine is getting more transaction or more traction there. Uh, so yeah, uh, but we can't, uh, we can't, uh, can't go without checking out the dark energy crystals. So pretty flat over the last week and let's, you know, since we checked the ARBs on, uh, on orbs, let's check it on, on dark energy crystals while we're here. Dark energy crystals and dark energy crystals. So here we are at this is steam engine. So we're at uh, 0 0.00336 by 0 0.00357, and hive engine we are at 0 0.00311 by 0 0.00318. Okay, so. Yeah, so Hive Engine has a lower ask and a higher bid, so it's it the spread is inside of the Steam Engine spread. So uh, I mean, again, that's gonna that, that in just general markets that would indicate that there's more liquidity available on Hive Engine. So you know, I mean, I think that makes a bit of sense considering the migration, but there's still plenty of stuff on Steam Engine. Um, I wonder if we could find out how much. Dark Energy Crystals is on Steam Engine uh, versus versus Hive Engine now, and yeah, maybe we could check out the Explorer. But uh, whatever the case, you know, <laughs> in the zoo. Uh, so one of the things that that I've been doing lately is, you know, I'm all about the the ROI, and um, I've been taking some some of my uh, Splitterlands earnings and reinvesting them into Gerber's game, which is uh, Gerber and Nice and Mike C. 
uh, make called uh, D-City. And I've talked about D-City before. Um, but uh, it's, it's, they just released an update, what was it, yesterday? The day before? I don't know. But uh, they've added to the complexity of the game quite a bit. Uh, so there's a link to the game. And then I don't know if they have an affiliate or not. They should if they don't. This is kind of what the main screen looks like. I should probably go back to my web browser screen so, okay, so you can actually see that. Um, and it's cool. So, <laughs> sixth, so three days ago. All right. So the, the great thing about, uh, about Splinter, one of the great things about Splinterlands is that it takes, you know, to fight a battle, it takes, you know, like three minutes. You know, you do a search, uh, then you have a minute or two to select your team, and then you watch the battle. So the whole thing can be done in just a couple minutes. But that's just one match. And, you know, if you're playing your quest or if you're playing a tournament or whatever it is, you're, you're generally playing multiple matches. So it might take like 30 minutes to an hour uh, total. And that's kind of low-level playing. I mean, some people will spend all day uh, playing tournaments and, and ranked games and everything. D-City is uh, specifically designed to take very little time, which I love about it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so they came out with this update, adding more types of, of buildings... Uh, that you can buy and more effects and they introduced uh, an education, a creativity and, and uh, technology uh, components to it uh, which is just adding more layers to the game. But still, I mean, the, what happens is uh, you buy cards um, and then based on how those cards work inside your city with combined with the population and your popularity and everything, you get a certain amount of income from that and that income comes in two forms so if you're in the top I think it's top 200 which is uh, which is pretty easy to, to get into you're gonna get a portion of the um, a portion of the the pool rewards uh, that the master account holds every, you know each day and you're gonna get a sim income SIM uh, which is a steam engine token <laughs> hey cat uh, so you're gonna get sim income, uh, you know, each day, and it's just once a day. So you can log in once a day, you know, check your income, do any adjustments you want to do, and then generally, what like what I do is I just reinvest. So some people have different strategies, or different people have different strategies. Some people want to buy and sell on the market, and you can get into all that and spend way more time, and that's cool. Uh, but you can also just reinvest. Uh, high engine, high engine, right? <laughs> it takes some adjustment, you know. Uh, but saying the other stuff for two years, anyway. Uh, so you can get your SIM sim uh, income on high engine, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and buy more cards, and you know, just reinvest and compound. So uh, you know, over the past. 24, 48 hours, I bought a bunch of cards uh, with the new edition that has been released. And so I'm into this game total, probably 600, 700 sim, uh, or sorry, 600, 700 hive uh, with all the cards that I've bought, plus reinvesting along the way. And I'm actually making, uh, so I'm making 3,300 sim uh, per day, plus or minus a little bit based on if my city got robbed in the last uh, 24 hours. Uh, 
and then I'm also getting the um, I'm also getting daily rewards. I can check that on the ranking here. I think I'm like number thirty something right now. Yeah, thirty six. So plus I'm getting seven point four six hive per day. So, you know, and and sim is pretty well pegged to uh, one to two hundred. So two hundred sim is one hive, and that's pegged uh, multiple ways. So one is through uh, when you buy cards, then you can buy them in hive, or you can buy them in uh, in sim, and it's you know either four hive or it's eight hundred sim, and then uh, <laughs> and then. Um, so that's that one to two hundred ratio, and if the price, so the price of sim, uh, if it drops too low on the market, then the um, uh, there's an income tax that can be implemented by the president, who's president over all cities, and that can uh, lower the supply of sim being distributed, and thus raise the price. So, so I'm getting thirty three hundred. Uh, 3,300 sim a day plus uh, 7.46 sim a day. So if we just do the math on that, 3,300 divided by 200 is 16.5 plus 7.46. So I'm making 24 hive a day uh, in this game. So that's not too shabby. Considering I put in 600, let's say, so 600 divided by 24, I'll get my money back in uh, 25, um, 25 days. That's that doesn't suck. Um, and then you know I'm just I'm just compounding along the way, so that'll actually be uh, lower. But um, you know I'm still all in on the game <laughs> because you know if you look at the market, the uh, the high the high price stuff is really high. <laughs> uh oh, we got a new thing here. Okay, so uh, you know people are selling. Well, some of these are ridiculous. Um, people are selling, you know, individual cards which you might get through chance for for eight hundred sim. People are selling them for like three thousand, four thousand sim. So uh, you know, if you are lucky enough to pull those rare cards, uh, you can definitely flip them for a profit. Uh, yeah, my last DCD daily was over seven. That's true. So you know, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and you know, the the elements that have been added here with the education and and the creativity and things, integrating other other tokens like the CCC token from the Creative Tribe, the STEM token from uh, Marquis uh, STEM Geeks, um, and then we have there's the weed and the uh, beer token, which you can all use to have uh, have different events um, in your city and then you know you get certain uh, potential bonuses uh, from that so it's <laughs> it's a really great uh, simple game but it's like simple in the way that it that the levels create like exponential complexity uh, and yet it still only takes you know a couple minutes uh, each day so it's it's awesome uh, yeah we got the new backgrounds um, new artwork, new technology cards. The technology is going to be rough, just because the 
So in order to, um, so, so there's this technology tree, which you can research and researching doesn't give you the technology. It just gives you the ability to get the technology and that, uh, so that shows you the first two tiers, but then it actually, it's actually five tiers, uh, of each one. So you research the thing, you spend some sim, and then you have to, uh, get the actual card through re through your through your education um, uh, probabilities, so maximum 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 you can only get twenty five percent chance of discovering a new te technology a day, uh, but then you know the chances that you that you go through the whole technology tree means it's going to take a, a quite a while, and um, you know it's just. <laughs> It's just crazy. So uh, I think that's going to drive a lot of um, a lot of innovation there on uh, on the players' parts as far as how to deal with that and you know what the optimal uh, technology strategy is going to be. So uh, I mean, all that is to say, it's a super cool game, um, and you know, if you are looking for something to do with your Splinterlands earnings, you know, you might want to diversify into D city and and earning that way, so you know I recommend it. It's fun. There's a Discord for it, um, which I will drop a link for here. And let's do an invite right there. Copy. So if you haven't checked it out, you should. So, um, so yeah, I mean, invest six hundred hive and make twenty something a day. Doesn't suck. And, uh, you know, Splinterlands, uh, uh, as much as I love, I don't think can actually uh, match that kind of ROI. Now, maybe the ROI is too high on D-City and it, it might need to be toned down. You know, we'll have to see how that progresses. You know, there's always tweaks along the way. But, uh, you know, for now, I'd say jump in. I know Roland Thomas, uh, who's one of our uh, Leo Finance guys, uh, he's trying to make one Bitcoin <laughs> in D-City over the next year. Uh, which is an aggressive target, but um, like uh, according to my numbers, I'd be at like four years. So, <laughs> and that's assuming prices stay the same. Uh, but you know, Hive and uh, has not been moving a whole lot lately. Of course, it is crypto. Uh, I don't think I don't think the price of Sim will crash, but uh, I think the uh, the inflation levels might need to be adjusted. Um, so yeah, Hive hasn't been moving too much lately. Uh, Steam's been trying to pump a little bit, and uh, not not too successfully, but it is getting close in the rankings. Uh, I was looking on uh, my my app uh, just I think it was yesterday. I was I saw it was seventy seven versus number seventy, and uh, right now Hive is seventy four and Steam is eighty, and I think that comes from CoinGecko. That's uh, Yeah, Roland is a long-term investor with Leo and D-City, for sure. That is true. Yeah, Leo's been also on a tear lately. Uh, let's, let's see what we're looking at there. <laughs> Every time it does, I dump on it. Grim, bring in the justice. <laughs> so... 
that's the Leo chart. It's been it's been doing decently. Uh, yeah, Gerber has his income tax, which you know, part of part of the issue with any kind of system is that you need negative feedback. So like in Splitterlands, negative feedback exists in potions. Uh, it exists in burning cards. It exists in orbs. It exists in skins. Um, you know, possibly not enough negative feedback there, but you need some. Because any, any system that you have that doesn't have a negative feedback element is a runaway system. And that does not make for sustainable anything. So, Splinterlands, there's only so many cards. Um, you know, D-City, uh, you have, you know, the, the, the taxing system and the uh, popularity negative feedbacks to, uh, to dampen uh, things. So, those are well designed. And, uh, you know, maybe they need tweaks, maybe, and maybe not, but the, um, uh, but at least the elements are there. So in other systems where it's, it's just inflationary, whether it be, you know, fiat money or, uh, well, fiat money does have some negative feedback loops, but they've been mostly broken. Um, uh, whether it's fiat money or, you know, like there's this, uh, there's this new steam fork called Blurt, I think, uh, which has no downvotes. Uh, <laughs> well, it's important to have haters too, uh, scaredy cat. So, you know, you know, if you see like all, you know, five-star reviews of things, you always, you're always a little suspect, right? That, you know, it's like, well, are those real reviews? Cause if, if there's not one person that had a bad experience, it's not reality. Um, so yeah, we, we bring on the haters, um, uh, that'll, they'll add authenticity. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I I was just throwing that out there that um, you know you might want to diversify your your gaming income into D City. I'm a fan. That's that's all I'm saying. So <laughs> just tell me where I can sell Blurt. I I have no idea. I know they they had an announcement the other day about how they were going. I guess they were going live soon. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I think was it Blurt official? Account. Yeah, that's it. So this is their official account. Uh, they're saying they will launch as a new chain slash airdrop on with a snapshot. Uh, MSP Waves condones no expense advice to use your crypto to buy finance and store value. That's right. Yeah, so uh, just for the record, uh, I used to have a Series 65 investment advisor license. I do not any longer. I am not your investment advisor. Uh, I'm not your tax advisor either, but, um, <laughs> you know, I just say stuff. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, ba -ba -ba. They say they took their snapshot, which is fine, but not when their launch is going to be. So... See if there's any other recent stuff. Uh, da, 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 June 1, May 28th. Yeah, that's it so far. I think it's plus urban. <laughs> ah, to Gerber means to consume all of the weed inside, more generally to steal. And Gerber, Gerbered my last stuff. So, um,. Yeah, uh, one of the things I like about Blurt is that they got rid of SBD or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that's a faulty system. So, 
Uh, Scaredy Cat had a Series 7, but it's expired. <laughs> now you can't sue him. Yeah, so um, uh, I do have a few minutes left uh, before Scaredy Cat's show. And I, I, if you are the type of person, whether you're here in the audience or you're watching this in the future, and you, and you take a license qualification as meaning that they, the person knows what they're doing, that is a mistake. Um, so one of the things, so, you know, when I got my investment advisor license, I, you know, I've been trading on my own account for, I don't know, 12 years or something like that. But, and, you know, I went through the, through the common progression, you know, I, uh, started off when I was younger and dumber, I was doing the penny stock, uh, kind of stuff. And then I moved up to, you know, uh, better companies and better stocks. And then I moved into options and, you know, each thing is a learning, learning process. And, you know, I wanted to help some people and I had a bunch of started having a bunch of tax clients so I said you know maybe I should do this so you know I went and I you know did the study course and you know I I went through the testing and essentially the testing is that you know do you understand this law <laughs> uh, you know there's uh, uh, there's you know a few laws passed in the early 1930s with the creation of the SEC and all that kind of stuff that you have to know as an investment advisor, like you can say this to an invest uh, to an insurance company, but you can't say that to an individual, and you know things like that. Uh, there is like a couple questions of like, can you calculate this option trade? Uh, <laughs> but most of it is just, do you understand the regulations? So uh, you know, there's there's nothing in the testing about are you a good investor or are you a good investment manager. Uh, so, you know, just be very careful uh, and don't rely on credentials necessarily to, uh, and that's for all credentials, you know, Series 7, Series 65, Series 66, 63, um, Series uh, 6, uh, any of those, or the CFA or uh, CFP or any of those, um, you know, you can't rely on those to... Uh, to know if the person's good at managing money. So, you know, check their track records and, and see what they've done for other clients and things like that and make sure that their their uh, their investment and management philosophy matches yours. And Because, uh, you know, pretty much all investing approaches kind of work, um, at least to some degree. But if your, if your rules are not in place such that uh, the, to make the system work, then it doesn't matter what the rules are because you, you will emotionally trade uh, against yourself. Um, oh, patient zero. Did, are you serious? You took the Series 7 yesterday? <laughs> yeah, Scaredy Cat says he knew way less when he had the licenses than he does now. And yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, age and experience uh, that goes along with that. So, uh, so yeah, that's just a public service announcement. Uh, don't rely on credentials for knowledge, I guess. Uh, and I'm not saying people who have the credentials don't have the knowledge. It's just unrelated. So, uh, you know, find, find the people who are good at what they do. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so what was I saying? I don't know. I just got off of my, my soapbox uh, there. Um, so, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Bottom line is the, um, oh, I do remember what I said. Bottom line is 
you know, invest, uh, or not invest, but, you know, place Winterlands, take some of your earnings, diversify a little bit, possibly, into D-City. Uh, it's all, it's all gravy. And then you can go back and forth. And you could, um, you can arbitrage between the two. And, um, there was one other announcement I wanted to make, and that was, there is this new account called Deck 101. And basically, uh, this has come about because of, uh, you know, TC Polymath has shut down um, Otter, uh, Otter Maker. So uh, there was a hole, I think, because uh, I think that provided a valuable service. So uh, what I did was uh, created Deck 101. And uh, it's, it's the same kind of functionality. You send a card. To <laughs> if you don't play Splinterlands, you're racist. Uh, you send a card to Deck 101, the account, and it sends you back uh, the Dark Energy Crystal burn value plus an extra 1%. Now, right now, if, you know, like it's an introductory promotion, it's actually sending you 4% extra. So, uh, you know, if something's worth, if you send an untamed common, which is worth, um, you know, 10, uh, 10 hive, you'll actually get 10.4 back. Um, and, you know, so there are a lot of cards out there that really aren't worth going through the trouble of uh, listing for sale and then waiting and going all that because they're just not worth enough. Um, and sometimes those are, you know, like gold for legendaries, like the Frost Giant. It's just nobody buys. So uh, they end up getting burned quite a bit. But rather than burned, you know, you can you can uh, make yourself 4% extra by sending to the to the Deck 101 account. So uh, this is the first announcement. I did a little sneak preview on the Buy Sell channel, and there'll be a post coming out later, uh, probably tomorrow morning, talking about the promotion. Um, but uh, but yeah, so you know, it's it's the it's the easy way to to dump uh, your cards that you don't want to bother uh, selling and going through the whole process. Plus, you know, when you sell something, you lose five percent anyway, because you know it's market fees unless you're doing a private sale. So, uh, you know, if the card value is, is close to the, um, the Dark Energy Crystal burn value, then, you know, send it to Deck 101 and you'll come out better. You know, pretty simple. So we've had a couple of people, uh, I know D-Kid has been, been using it uh, lately, and uh, he's cashing in some golds. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah so uh i hope you'll take advantage of that if if the need is a match for you and that 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 uh 104 percent promotion will probably expire by next week most likely uh by the next show so uh patient zero promises that he's not uh, a negative person he's he's all for black lives matter and everything so <laughs> Uh, and uh, Jessica was talking about whale shares. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Ron wants a wants a gold account, like a gold level or a gold card, or gold foil. And uh, <laughs> Patient Zero has a new threatening uh, deck building model. Send me cards, or I'll call you nasty names. 
but yeah, I'm uh, I'm not sending anybody any accounts. Uh, what you can do is you can send deck 101 cards, and then uh, you can you can make dark energy crystals from that. So that's a plus. <laughs> the gold foil account I never use. I don't have a gold foil account that I never use. I use all my stuff. Actually, that's not true. I've got a bunch sitting idle uh, right now that I still have to set up new accounts for because, you know, Iron Maker and the whole renting thing fell apart. Um, but I'm working on it. So, uh, yeah, that is... We are almost out of time. Uh, you know, it is two minutes, two and a half minutes to the top of the hour. So the next show is Scaredy Cat's uh, investment investor is it scaredy cat investor show i can never remember i don't know why uh i think it's just scaredy cat investor show right yeah scaredy cat investor show so uh he'll be up next he'll be talking about all things crypto uh might look at some stocks if you want him to and uh, usually goes through uh, four or five different crypto charts tells you what to look out for what to expect and uh yeah so stick around for that and he also plays music sometimes, which I do not. I don't even know how to play music on MSV Waves. So, <laughs> so that's on me. But uh, So for 13,000 sim, I, I might sell you some stuff. Maybe. Uh, that's worth a little bit. Um, <laughs> but let's look at some charts. Yeah, so that about does it for me. Um, next week, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. So hopefully by next week, the new league system will be in place uh you know they're pretty quick these days now that all the migration stuff is done um so maybe that'll be the topic for next week but we'll have to wait and see uh how it goes and until then uh we'll talk to you later <laughs>